1: On this episode of Drinks with Thinks, we welcome back the pride of Canada, one of the nicest, hardest workers in the biz from MLB Network, NHL Network, and Zone, Adnan Verk. We discuss the World Series-winning LA Dodgers and the controversy surrounding Justin Turner's positive COVID test. But on a lighter note, we get Adnan's take on what you should or shouldn't watch during the pandemic in ten seconds or less. Hope you enjoy it, eh? Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and I'm wearing some Dodger blue today because the Dodgers have won the World Series for the first time in 32 years. I used to live in L.A. I'm a chameleon. Whenever a city I lived in wins something, I'm like, Hey, they're part of me as well. And someone who is sort of a part of me because of where we both came from, uh, Canada. This is a really great segue, I'm enjoying this right now. One of my friends who has been on this wonderful show before the one and only Adnan Verk. you know him from MLB Network, NHL Network, Dzone, the host of Cinephile with Adnan Verk Podcast and the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi. He is quite literally everywhere Adnan, thank you for joining us here today. How are you doing?
2: JSP, it's great to see you again. It's great to reconnect. You've been on a roll, first and foremost. My man, Cabbie was on the show, Linda Cohn, Dan Patrick. I feel like a lot has happened since I last seen you on the show. And may I point out, showing off a little flex right now with your workout routine, which just infuriates people like me who've been trying to lose the same 20 pounds since Ryerson. You're in the best shape of your life. You've taken this pandemic to a new level. So kudos to you i mean it 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 angers the rest of us but
1: but (laughs) you know what (laughs) honestly adnan to be perfectly clear with everyone uh i just stopped treating my body like an amusement park it was like (laughs) don't have 4 a.m pizza don't have ten thousand bud lights maybe drink some water once in a while and it's amazing what some of those things can do to your body so as soon as the government shut down all of the fun uh I, I guess was able to become a real human, so that has been a that's just a nice little aside. Getting ready yeah. for when things someday open back up, we'll be back to normal. But right now we're healthy. But uh, <laughs> speaking of healthy, we are yeah. going to be drinking some H two O today. Correct. That's right
2: a little bit of water, we're keeping it clean. It's funny, the last time I saw it, I told you how much I love red juice, and we went to the Wolf Island Ferry, but we don't even really have like much juice in the house. Like I looked upstairs and I'm like, what else do I even have in my home? Aside from water, we have some orange juice, but it's so bad, it's the 50% less sugar version for the kids, so I'm like, what? I'm not gonna subject my friend JSB to drinking some Tropicana 50% less sugar. Like if you have some orange juice, let's have some real orange juice here, so right, we'll yeah, stick yeah, with gotta the water, keep it healthy. Day. Yeah,
1: I've yeah got, got, remember, like, I, I do one of these timed water sugar-
2: bottles, so. Well, there's a great sopranos episode which tony is so upset because there's lots of pulp there's no pulp but he wants some pulp and i always no found that right. amazing i i mean it was i don't even know i was still living in canada at the time I'm sure you were too but that was such an odd thing to be like why did tropicana what kind of research do they do they're like you know what no pulp a lot of pulp some pulp this is the way that we're really gonna drive i don't know who home. likes
1: pulp though i'm not a pulp person I'm with zero you. Pulp. I was
2: ever zero pulp. And if, if you're going to do it, I'm like, okay, I guess if you're a lot of pulp. But I'm like, who was the guy going, like, I ah, have some pulp? That's like when people dye their hair, they're like, oh, just a hint, a touch of gray. Ah, right. Either dye your hair or just be like Steve Levy. He dyed his hair for like 50 years and he's like, I to stop dyeing my hair. Now it's all white. I'm like, okay. Like Hamer hey, Bucci Gras, they, they dyed it for a while. They just gave up. That's fine.
1: All good. And speaking of uh, ca- a-, a Canadian Lisa Laflamme has gone full beautiful gray I'm not sure if you've seen that too so yes he, somebody he,
2: told me Dave Reed told me that he's like oh dude silver streaks I'm like, really? yeah he's that's what's in. Yeah.
1: just so yeah. you're either zero or 100 <laughs> that's what we're telling you here on this show and speaking of that um Adnan you've been you've been working you've been killing it you've also been having to take care of your kids and happy birthday to one of your son's birthday today yeah. right
2: my little guy Shaz he turns four today he's a he's a bigger fan of gorillas than anybody you'll ever meet he just I don't know how it got into him loves gorillas like he's gonna be huge phoenix suns fan because the gorilla mascot we've recorded planet of the apes for him like my eldest son used to be is this appropriate for his age i'm like no it's not he just loves gorillas there's caesar planet of the apes james franco versions for those of you playing at home uh but now he's at least going a little bit more minions a little more spider-man a little more hulk but you think of gorillas and you think of my boy shaz four years old today
1: and so is that is that like the theme then for him do you like how do you throw a birthday party for a (laughs) child in a pandemic? It's a great
2: point. My wife yesterday went to Party City and got a bunch of, like, Minions Cups and, like, you know, just happy birthday signage. But you're right. It's very self-isolating. Like, thankfully, he's got three brothers. So like, there's enough excitement yeah. and energy in the house. But you're right. If he was an only child or, like, if we only had, uh, you know, one other kid, it would be... uh It wouldn't be a great birthday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess really kids don't really have like a whole lot of friends they need to see at four years old on their birthday.
2: Exactly. exactly. And
1: uh, I do find it interesting topic for another day, but just how kids are dealing with this pandemic because I know this is you know it's it's a very weird time for a child's brain to be developing. Look at me, I am obviously a scientist, but the fact that like they will then take this further on in their lives and yada yada yada. But what we are here to talk about today is. We saw World Series be one, which asked me six months ago, I didn't think we'd get to this day and we almost didn't. And the LA Dodgers uh, are World Series champions and they won in six games against the Rays. What's sort of your biggest takeaway about the Dodgers being world champions?
2: Well, it's interesting julie the, the first three games of the world series were quite frankly duds i mean there wasn't one lead change in any of those games it was really devoid of drama game three in particular was a real snooze fest walker buehler pitched great the Dodgers got some early runs from Turner Muncie. You know, That's about it. They're up 2-1. Dodgers probably going to win. I predicted like many Dodgers in 6. And then we had this epic game 4, which is like a top 10 World Series game of all time. And from the 6th inning on, every half inning either the team would tie it or would take the lead and it was just high drama the whole way. I was first guessing the whole time saying, "Keep Gratter all in. Do not go to Jansen." Sure enough, D.A. Roberts goes to Jansen, and then you have this just preposterous final play, in which Chris Taylor, who's normally not a center fielder, but he's in center field because Bellinger's back was bothering him, so he tightened up, so he was DHing; He was not in center. Normally, he's a goal glover. It would have made that play cleanly. Instead, Chris Taylor throws it. Muncy's throw is erratic. Um, obviously the throw at home is botched from, from Will Smith and Arosa Reina falls, pulls a Daniel Jones, yet he scores. Like that, that's one <laughs> of the craziest plays I've ever seen in baseball history. Yeah, I got caught up in the moment and I said, wildest walk off ever. And then of course I had every Tom, Dick and Harry tell me, Oh, were you not alive in 1986? And I'm like, no, I know. I'm just saying this is one of the wildest walk up. I got it. Yes. The ball gets through Buckner You're is like, still yes. uh, a crazy. I know.
1: It, um, was, it was it was one of the wildest walk offs ever, and it almost felt like that that was supposed to happen with both of those errors happening on that play, and that we yeah. we needed to see this this the series go this far. And um, you know we'll we'll get into some things in a second, but let's just say. Tampa Bay Rays, you know, of course, it sucks to be the team that doesn't win. But what would you take away? Like, what what was sort of the, the, the standout point about where this team is this year?
2: Well, it's pretty remarkable. Anytime a team has the third lowest payroll in baseball and almost wins the World Series, that to me is exceptional. And you look at that World Series and you go, they had one guy hitting. And his name is Randy Rosarena, whose backstory is incredible. I mean, he emigrated from Cuba, was on a boat for eight hours, lived in Mexico for a while. It's crazy how his journey just to get the major leagues, the Cardinals trade him, don't think much of the deal. It's just a throw in, and all of a sudden, the guy becomes like Babe Ruth in the playoffs. So... A Rosario story is amazing alone. As you know, everything with me is baseball and movies. So I kept saying, John David Washington, Denzel's kid, that has got to play him in the movie. That's all I kept seeing every time he was up there. So I think the takeaway for the Rays is, listen, their system works. There's a ton of second guessing, we all know. And a lot of first guessing in the moment when Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell out of the game, right, even though yeah. he only thrown 73 pitches. But Julie, if you go by a certain method, their methodology is you do not let a starter face that lineup a third time, you know, you dance with a girl that got you to the dance. Now, I completely agree. I thought it was a bad move. In, in motion, like when Joe Buck was like, man, pretty quick hook. I'm like, that is a bad move. And not only for this, If you could argue, and I would go with this point, Snell, when the wheels fell off, fell off pretty quickly. So you could say, you know what, Kevin Cash felt it coming. The next few pitches might have got away from him. But the first three batters coming up, he'd struck out two times each. Mm -hmm. So they're a collective 0-for-6 coming up. And even more to the point, again, if you want to take Snell out, that's fine. But I wouldn't have brought in Nick Anderson. Every time Nick Anderson came in, he allowed a run. And similarly in this situation, bets double, wild pitch, a fielder's choice from Seager, bet scores. And the game's over. So, unfortunately for the Rays, the takeaway is going to be, and people are going to, oh, I hate sabermetrics, I hate analytics, I hate the way that they run things. But you know what? They got to the World Series with the third smallest payroll in baseball. Yeah, that move didn't work out, but they were two wins away from winning. And they faced this team, who's a super team in the Dodgers, who finally won the World Series after falling short in 2017 and 2018. So, if I'm a Rays fan—not that there's many of them—I would still be happy with the performance of the year.
1: Yeah, I think the only Rays fan I've seen is Rob Stone from Fox, who ironically <laughs> lives in LA. But uh, as you mentioned, the Dodgers. Uh, I, I made this. I made this tweet where it reminded me sort of the Tampa Bay Lightning. We go to hockey because it's like they have this great team, and then they're just just unable to get it done so many years, and then you're just happy to see a team finally succeed when they have so many of these amazing pieces in place. Now we have a whole oh. lot more you want to get to with the Dodgers and everything else that might be like another story with it. I'm not quite sure. I have to look at my notes. Uh, but we've got Adnan Verk here from MLB Network, NHL Network, to Zone, Cinephile Podcast, and the GM Shuffle with Mike Lombardi. Don't go anywhere. This is Drinks with Things.
2: Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenkel.
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? Tim Einenkel does one of the best interviews in all hip-hop and rap music. I'm Chuck B. for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame group Public Enemy. To tell you, he brings
2: the noise. In-depth conversations with the artists you love. I think it's very important to
0: know the artist. Like when you take Biz, for example, the stuff I wrote for Biz was in Biz style. The artist the artist changes and grows and
2: evolves. It's really like Inside the Active Studio for hip hop. I think it's kind of ill that you
0: tied that together from my first album on 125 part two, and you pulled over on your bike on 125th. Listen to Library Rap, the hip hop interviews
2: with Tim Hein and Kel on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: No, our last interview was great. I love it. It's one of my best ones.
0: My name is Cabby Richards from Bleacher Report. I had many drinks and a wonderful conversation on Drinks with Banks with JSP. Shit, do they know you as JSB? They don't, right?
1: Welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got Adnan Verk here from MLB Network and all of his many other jobs. And I said I was wearing Dodger blue today, but my my producers are like, I thought you'd be wearing red because of Canada, which is also you know true. And I play the Canada card. You and I, we Canadians, gotta oh. play the Canada card all the time. Um, you know, D- David Amber told
2: me years ago, sorry to interrupt Julie, David Amber told me this years ago, when I started at ESPN, he goes, hey listen, <clears throat> word of the wise, but sure. He goes, I would shelve the Canadian card. I'm like, okay, uh, why, why is that? He goes, imagine, Americans in Canada. He goes, Matt Devlin. I'm like, yeah, because he he's an American living in Toronto. He goes, he never mentions he's American, right? I'm like, no. He goes, Jack Armstrong. I'm like, everyone knows Jack Armstrong's American. He's like, of course, New York accent. But he's like, hey, I love Canada. I love your Thanksgiving. Oh, Canada, I'm wearing red. Like, uh, he's always into it. I'm like, yeah. He goes, so if you go to America and all of a sudden, it says, here's a Canadian again. Here we go with... You know, Canada Day. Like it gets annoying. It's obnoxious. I'm like, okay, totally. I get. I get what you're saying. Makes a lot of sense. And I completely ignored him. I, it was such great advice, and I've never taken it. And good, you and I both. Good. Yeah, you That's and I both. David
1: the, Amber. What was that?
2: <laughs> you and I both waved the flag as much as anybody. And credit to Americans. They never find it obnoxious. They kind of find it cute. Like, oh, you little Canadians, you're so proud of your country. Like, they're not threatened
1: by it at all. And and a lot of them now are like, hey, uh, can I come up there too now? So (laughs) it makes you look like you kind of got a bit of like swag right now. Um, Speaking of swag, there's a a player who has a lot of it. His name's Justin Turner. He has become the story now with the Dodgers winning the World Series. Now, we, we know, disclaimer, you do work for MLB Network. But it is the biggest story right now in sports is that Justin Turner was, um, you know, tested positive for coronavirus. We find this out in the middle or, you know, the team finds out in the middle of the game or, you know, seventh, eighth inning. He's pulled and then, does, you know, comes out and celebrates with his teammates. What do you make of, of how this has been handled?
2: Well, it's obviously a bad look and bad decision-making by Justin Turner. And I quite like Justin Turner. I just did intentional talk the other day with Kevin Millar. We had JT on the show. He's a great guy, gregarious, funny, mm-hmm. uh, loving husband, telling stories about his dogs. I mean, there's, there's nothing I don't love about Justin Turner. Uh, as far as a person, and his play speaks for itself. He's always been a great clutch uh, playoff player. He's now passed Duke Snyder. Most of runs in Dodgers history. But we all know how serious the situation is, and... Even if he feels good, if you test positive, you test positive. And as you and I both know, you can't be spreading that under any circumstances. And I recognize the fact you want to celebrate with your teammates, it's once in a lifetime. But dude, once you find out you test positive, you got to stay away. And I mean, I I was reading some of the stories from Ken Rosenthal and Joel Sherman and saying how he, I guess he was evading security just to go back in the field with his teammates. I mean, listen, there's going to be plenty of time to celebrate. But as I was just thinking in my head, like, imagine he goes back out there he spread, back to David Amber again, second David Amber shout out. He tweeted, he goes, this is 2020 in a nutshell. There's a picture of yes. Justin Turner kissing his wife. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what you have COVID-19, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. You've got to be smarter. And even if you think you're infallible and you're not going to be hurt by it, as you and I both know, you could spread to somebody who is vulnerable. It's highly contagious. There's no vaccine. I, I just think that's really bad decision making from a guy I like quite a bit.
1: Right. And as as you mentioned there, there were people that were trying to stop him from going on the field because he has this this prognosis. And and there is we understand, you know, it's the World Series, you've won this, but we also know why are why was he in a bubble? Why are we watching this with, you know, relatively no fans? Why can we not go to work? It's because of this virus. So it is um, it is a microcosm of what's going on in the world. It but the thing is there's so many layers to the side man. Why like the testing. Why was the testing coming back during the game? Um, And and then it begs the question, like, has that happened before and we just didn't know?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Julie. And I don't know the answer to that. You're right. Because I kept thinking you couldn't take the field unless you're, you know, cleared to play, so to speak. So I'm like, how did this happen that you wouldn't get the test until after the game's already started? I'm with you. I would have thought, hey, (laughs) game time's 8.05, 7 o'clock. We all good to go? Everyone's, okay, cool. Let's do it, boys. Like, I, I couldn't believe that Whenever the test was taken, the result wouldn't come back after. But it seems kind of symptomatic of like most of America these days that the testing just isn't up to speed with the rest of America.
1: The thing is, though, yeah, it's it's um, I think we're Canadian in our naiveness that like, oh, well, we didn't get the test back. You can't play in game six of the World Series. That's just how we do things. That's not going to happen in sports. We you know, everyone's brought up the idea that what if what if there was a game seven? would we even know that anyone had coronavirus? Because there's a lot of money at stake, there's a lot of things on the line. Who's, who's the adult in the room? Like who's the third party that's saying, no, 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 you can't do this, right? Yeah. So it seems as though it's kind of ongoing, right? Like it had, there was a bubble, there, it was permeated, um, maybe other players were exposed to it. What do we not know about this story right now?
2: Yeah, I think we don't know exactly what you said, Julie. How exactly did Justin Turner test positive for COVID-19? Because as you and I both know, in basketball and in hockey, it was incredible. I mean, they, they were completely shut out of anyone getting the virus, which really is a testament to all the players and testing protocols. And so with Major League Baseball, I believe they had a stretch of 50 straight days of nobody testing positive. Like when you go back and think to the start, and I share your uh cynicism that we're like, I don't know if this season's actually gonna happen, especially when the Marlins had their outbreak, the Cardinals had their outbreak. I mean, it was just awful. And yet, I give credit to the players, to the league, to the protocols. Like they beat it up, like from Labor Day on, even before that, actually, September 1st, like nobody was testing positive. Like they were good to go. And granted, you didn't have seven inning double headers, you had to try different things, more gimmicky right. things perhaps, to make this season happen. But the point is, it worked. The players proved that you could get this done. For Turner to test positive, like, I'm still confused. I don't know if it's a false positive. Is somebody in the bubble that wasn't supposed to be? Because all the players are clearly testing. So I don't know how he could have contracted it if he's trying to be as safe as possible. I don't know why we got it.
1: Yeah, where there are holes in the bubble. You never really know mm-hmm. who's in there that right. shouldn't be in there. Or if he's outside or whatnot. Um right. It's unfortunate that this is, uh, for Dodgers fans and for baseball fans, what we're talking about when the World Series is being won, but it's also not surprising during a pandemic. What grade, knowing that you're biased because you work for MLB Network, would you give MLB coming back and playing during the pandemic?
2: Uh, I give it an A+. Plus. And like, honestly, think about this. Hockey and basketball were in a bubble, which is a huge concession, by the way, of the players, owners, et cetera. Baseball pulled off a season. With no vaccine, with nothing in place, and somehow got this to happen. And this is amazing to me. Even before the playoffs started, I looked at the schedule for everybody. I'm like, wow. Everyone did actually play 60 games. If you'll recall, once the Cardinals and the Marlins outbreak happened, people said, you know what? Well, if they don't play all 60, like, eh, do what you can. Like in 1981, strike shortened season, some teams played 113 games, some teams played 105 games. I fully thought at that point, Julie, we'll get through the season, God willing, but you're going to look at the schedule and go, Yankees played 53, Orioles played 55, our Blue Jays played 57. Like, yeah, whatever, just go by winning percentage. The fact that every single team, played 60 games with the exception of the Cardinals and Tigers who played 58. They actually got to the finish line. And again, I get it. Seven inning double headers is not what anybody would like necessarily. Although I kind of enjoy it to be honest with you. Two and a half hours, get a baseball game done, like I'm in. And they added a couple players to the roster to make it happen. Like I think it's remarkable they did it. Like basketball and hockey, you had a bubble. So like you shouldn't have had any issues. Again, enormous concession of the players okay, to do it. And a short, good. And a shorter season. You'd be season. very and good
1: a, in law, I think. Because I think you can and, make a very good argument. And,
2: and, and a shorter season, Julie. Hockey and basketball. Listen, hockey just went right to the playoffs. Basketball had like eight regular season games, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Baseball it was easier
1: to be able to corral right, like people to one 60 place. A 60-game
2: regular season and the playoffs? like That's remarkable to me. Baseball pulled it up.
1: A-plus. Okay, based on your what you've said, getting the 60 games, sure. But I think yeah. that i would want to be in your class if i was taking math because i would do quite well uh because i think that a plus means you're perfect through the entire time i wouldn't necessarily say that about the season but we have to take a quick time out but we've got more with adnan Verk and uh some movie reviews of what Mm. he's thought of the do's and don'ts during quarantine we'll have that more next
0: I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: What's up, everybody? My name's Jackie Redman, and I had non-alcoholic drinks with Binks. It was still fun. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back to Drinks with Binks. We've got Adnan Verk, and if you follow him on Twitter, you'll know that he is a uh movie connoisseur and uh tv whatever film he knows them all so what i'm gonna do is ask him uh his reviews of certain films tv shows that have come out during the pandemic during quarantine or all at home and he's gonna give me a 10 second review and then say if it's yeah <laughs> mer, or uh. Okay. So I love,
2: that. I love the sound effects. Okay. I
1: love that. I also made this up on the spot, like most of the things I do on the show. Okay, let's begin with Borat. You have ten seconds.
2: Eh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Sasha Barry Cohen is so gutsy. It's outrageous. It's colorful. It's in your face. But I thought it was hysterical. Welcome back, Borat. That's nice. High
1: five. Done. Okay. Great. Okay. Ten seconds. Okay. Next up, mm-hmm. the king of Staten Island.
2: I love Jed Apatow, but uh, I don't think Pete Davidson's a leading man. He's funny in a supporting role. Maybe in a roast. That movie was not funny, not entertaining. Uh, Thumbs down.
1: Okay, next up, Tenant.
2: Tenant, I love Christopher Nolan. He's one of the smartest, most gifted auteurs we have, but it's too cerebral for my stupid brain.
1: I'm going, eh. Succession.
2: Love Succession. Thank God I finally saw it. Delicious Dialogue, Shakespearean, Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong. Uh, Fantastic. Ozark. Oh my God, one of the most overrated shows ever. Thumbs down. That's so derivative. Wow. Wow. I'd rather just watch Breaking Bad again. Jason Bateman, so miscast, it was a slog through a nightmare. I'm glad I didn't have to relive that again.
1: That's the wrong answer. But next up, The Office.
2: Uh, The Office, which one? The Ricky Gervais version or Steve Carell? I I,
1: I, I started watching The Office during the pandemic. What do you think of that show?
2: Ricky Gervais, awesome. Outstanding show. He's one of the funniest people alive. Carell, show, never saw it. I'm going to go on Carell. You never
1: saw the "Eh," Steve Carell version? I've seen, like,
2: I know the uh, That's What She Said stuff, but I'm not going to watch... I know Rosillo is a big office fit. Him and okay, Jimmy Okay, well,
1: I, and I think you have to watch The Office. No, that's it's like 95 episodes. I don't have time for this. Next up uh, is um, Schitt's Creek. I love Schitt's Creek because
2: obviously we're Canadian. Like, are you kidding me? Eugene Levy and uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara, National Treathers, Dan, eh, thumbs up. Greatest Emmy-winning show of all time.
1: Uh, finally, what do you expect from this this film that's come out this week on the rocks with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones.
2: I can't wait to see it. My buddy Tyler Korn just hooked me up with shared passwords. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Baseball's over. I'll get back to watching more movies. I love Bill Murray and Sofia Coppola's new movie. I'm in it.
1: Yes, I am extremely excited to watch that as well. And also, as you, you yeah. said, you know, we, we went from having like all sports on at once. First, we had no sports, all sports. Yeah. and football and whatever you know all the other random stuff mls uh and so now we have time to like do things again like read books and watch shows exactly okay we have to take our final time out on the program but we will have more with ad Verk and where you can find him next after the break Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis.
3: Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're
2: wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it.
0: I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, somebody's going to get punched in the nose by Alec Baldwin. The left and the right pile on his wife, Hilaria, for alleged cultural appropriation. And what our reaction to the death of Gilligan's Island's Marianne says about us. Listen to Too Many Lawyers on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: An awesome time drinking and binking here with Canada Zone Adnan Verk, who has just been crushing it on quite literally every single channel. Where can we find you next?
2: So MLB Network, I'll be on this Friday. Uh, obviously, there's lots of still Major League Baseball conversation to have, free agents and all that kind of stuff. So look forward to that. NHL Network, by the way, we didn't get a chance to talk. I really appreciate Julie. You tweeted me. You were watching my NHL draft coverage, which I found that I was doing six days in advance. I've never worked harder in my life. I went through 240 names, pronunciations of every single person, tried to get nuggets. Ivan Ivan was my favorite. He would have been the first <laughs> NHL player ever with the same first and last name. Did not get drafted. I am so oh. mad. Dave like, Pete Peters. I go, it's not the same thing. Peter Peters is not Ivan Ivan. Uh, but Gunnar Wolf fontaine is a great name. I love that I love guy. That. I'm glad he got drafted. Um, And of course, Cinephile, which not many people listen to. We got to get movies back in theaters. But a lot of people are listening to the GM Shuffle. Me and Michael Lombardi, it's doing great with the numbers on Cadence 13. So it's a great NFL podcast. Mike is the best. He and I love the Sopranos more than anybody. So uh, check out the GM Shuffle. It's that's, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, love that. Also, congratulations on being able to sit through what felt like 100 <laughs> years of the NHL draft. I was like, man, he's doing the Lord's work right now oh, because it is hard it. to know a lot of those players. As someone who worked covering the CHL, even then, it oh. was very difficult. But kudos to you. That is a professional... That's a professional who can figure it out on the fly, doing it like that. So we salute you, Adnan. Continue, I appreciate you. Keep crushing it, and we hope movies come back. And we are happy that sports are going away, so we can watch more movies. Uh, guys, you can watch more of us on Fubo, of course. Fubo TV, Fubo Sports Network, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever you podcast. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. <laughs>